And welcome back, weirdos. This is episode 17 of the Weird Austin podcast, the original WAP. Uh, today we have a very special guest. He just goes by Austin. Sir? Yes, I'm sir. How you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing good. How you doing? Pretty good, man. So mm. how long have you been uh, doing this podcast of yours? Hmm. We were to go to the tape. Looks like first episode was June seventeenth, two thousand and seventeen. Okay, that is a very long time, actually. Uh, wow, two, almost three years. Uh, over three years, and only on my seventeenth episode. So, <laughs> you know, oh, it's a it's yeah. a it's a slow start, but uh, you know, we're trying to get back into it. It's fun. Wow. I mean, your production's coming about the same pace as uh, those Team Four Star videos back in the day. Oh my God, yeah. Making those a bridge? Yeah, that took forever. Yeah, and then I ended it like episode what fifty with Cell? Seventy. Seventy. And a few movies. Yeah. I think I think Eric Munoz and I talked about Team Four Star a minute ago. Uh, last last episode there. Yeah, man, I remember back on the ship, um, hearing someone yell, um. Oh, my space armor! And like, we get it, you're from space. And I was like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? And they're like, oh, oh, oh. When we get into port, you Google up Team Four Star. And I was like, oh, okay, I was going to Google up the new Epic Rap Battles of History. And they're like, no, 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 fuck all that. Team Four Star. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good, man. Um, I can't believe they animated, like, or re- I guess reanimated a lot of it. I mean, that's, you know, you think it's just matching the lips and just copy pasting scenes but oh man they they full-on just re-edited and all kind of stuff it's pretty awesome i didn't know they did full edits like that i actually just assumed they used a bunch of like uh overlays and just edited like you know voice and mouth movements and stuff onto characters there's um, a bu- there's a behind the scenes with uh android 18 where i guess like they needed a close-up shot or a faraway shot of her and she was wearing completely different like leggings or something so he had to like reanimate like the entire lower half of her to match the previous scenes that he was using. Oh, okay. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, and then you know they did like, uh, you know what is it? Um, now I'm drinking beer. Now I'm drinking wine. Now I'm you know what I mean. So he had to like recolor oh, that uh, stuff like that. But very awesome. Uh, I was told they quit because they were uh, kind of getting the old cease and desist, but uh, I hope that's not the case. No, it, it was not the case. Um, they had a little thing they were talking about a few months ago when they were doing their uh, cancellation kind of wrap-up. Um, if I memory serves me right, it was somewhat of an internal conflict, not like... Uh, team members just disagreeing upon one another, but it's more of uh, one person needs to go another way. It's been like 10 years since I started this. I remember I was back in like a freshman when I first saw my uh, first Team Four Star video. So yeah, 10 years is a long time for people to change. Yeah, um, I guess they got you know a little bit bigger career-wise, so that's, that's nice for them. Yeah. So uh, what... What made you uh, want me to come to the podcast? Well, I would say your snarky wit and sardonic tone, sir. Snarky wit and sardonic tone. Well, I don't know how much of my tone you could uh, hear through that. I had to 
get a mic out of a trash can and hope for the best. <laughs> Those are always the best mics. They're free. Uh, this one I got at a local pawn shop many years ago for 50 bucks. Uh, shout out Blue Yeti. Oh yeah, is it the uh, is it the Blue X? Uh, nah, just Blue Yeti. It's a silver Blue Yeti with a couple of war scratches, but I like it. It does the Gosh. job. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's see if you want to get into it. Uh, what makes you happy, dude? What makes me happy? Otters. Otters make me happy. Is that code, or do you mean like actual otters? No, like actual otters. Have you looked up a picture of otters recently? Of course, they hold hands. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> they also float on their backs. They eat fish. Uh, they are always in families. Yeah, they're great. All right, let's uh, let's let's talk about some serious stuff. So, how do you feel the nation has handled COVID, and what could they have done better? Oh well, that's a very serious question. You're damn right. The pleasantries <laughs> are out of the way. <laughs> well, there's not even buildup. No, not easing me into it. You just throw nah. a loop on there. Nah, babe. We're, we're like, we're six minutes in. Thrust me in there. I'm like, oh, That's wow. Right. Okay. Let's go. How's the nation handled COVID? I mean, it's done pretty poorly, but if you look at other nations, they've done pretty poorly as well. I mean, um, what, what there's resurgence in UK. Uh, they're having mass lockdowns everywhere. Yeah. Uh, it's even worse than we are. We're going more back to normality, which is still pretty bad in the current state of affairs, uh, since there's still no um, vaccine uh, for the virus. But at the same time, um, I don't know. It, it's a, it's just a complicated thing because we've lost so many businesses, and having them continue to be shut down, we're just going to continue to lose more businesses, more jobs are going to be at risk. Um, you have to balance that, but also balance people's safety. Um, I don't know. You have to really just weigh in. Do do you put the risk of people or the risk of the economy? If the economy tanks, then you might be out of a job if your business closes down. And you being out of a job, you have no money, no food. Uh, might wind up on the street. But... You know, that's if, like, the economy tanks. Uh, there's a few things they could have done differently, for sure. I would personally have liked to see a sooner um, close, just a mandatory close of everything for just those two weeks. But with the way they handled it and had it out for a few months, and some businesses couldn't survive because of that. Yeah, the repercussions were just a little too great, and it's too slow of an action to do the right thing at the right time. Okay, so you're saying we should have protected our people first, that way the businesses would have thrived eventually. Uh, yeah. It, honestly, when we got the first uh, notice from the uh, lady who was first infected in the United States in San Francisco, um, the entire, like, Airport system, uh, traveling, that should have been shut down. No in or outs. Um, mandatory lockdown, definitely, for two to four weeks of everything. Because you don't want this traveling, you don't want the spreading. Um, 
that would have been like the only way I could see uh, possible prevention um, and widespread as how much it has spread throughout the United States. And that would have definitely helped save the economy a lot and a lot of businesses just being closed those four weeks. Mm-hmm. That's in like, you know, the <laughs> that's in the hopeful, oh, yeah, yeah, you close the business, you, you close everything, people can't go anywhere, people stay at home, people who have it, get over it, or the worst case scenario. Um, but then, you know, there's no more infection inside the United States as long as you continue having all uh, traveling shut down. That's how some countries have handled it, somewhat like New Zealand, but New Zealand has the benefit of being an island. That's true. You're very self-contained. Yeah. Did they shut off early, or how did they handle that? Yes, they shut off early. Okay. New Zealand shut off early, um, and I think a few uh, Nordic countries that... What's above Denmark? Or, I guess, those islands. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Google Maps, let's find out. But yeah, they shut down uh, pretty early on, if I remember correctly. But yeah, that's that's just my simple answer of how to, uh, or how I feel like the, you know, the world, uh, the at least the U.S. could have handled this crisis. Yeah, I, I think um, hoping for a vaccine before properly situating the country was kind of silly, because it is you know, the novel coronavirus family, right? So there's more than one. Um, it, you know, it'd be like, try, <laughs> it'd be like trying to capture a shade of gray, but then, you know, you're like, okay, we got it. And you're like, well, there's so many other, you know, forms of that. So <laughs> how do we stop everything? Um, I don't know. It's I don't want to say it's like an unwinnable task, but you just got to do the best defense you can and hope for the best, I guess. Um, I don't know what we would do after we got out of this, you know, if we did get it back to normal. Um, I think there are going to be a lot of OCD and, and germophobic people, you know? Yeah. Especially the kids. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine being, you know, my first year in school and then this is, this is my kindergarten or this is my first grade, you know? Yeah. It's definitely uplifted a lot of lives in a lot of different ways. Yeah, and then to be graduating like this would be, you know, I'd be pissed. Um, I'd feel cheated, especially if it's like a four-year degree, you know, from a college that I paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, or at least got in huge debt from. Um, I don't know. Like, I didn't I didn't walk across the stage at ACC um, just because I was on vacation. But, like, you know, that's a community college. It was a good big moment, but... I just I couldn't imagine being straight from high school into a college, grinding out those four years because it's almost impossible to do, and then being told mm, your senior year you're just gonna be doing it from home. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I get that. Um, or or worse, story, you go back to, uh, real quick. Or, or worse, you get back to school and then a bunch of people came back from vacation and then they get you sick. Yeah, like UT. Yeah, they're. Funny story going on to UT. There was a guy I was talking to recently. He uh, was going back to China um, because his son, they only came back over from China because his son went to attend UT. And since it was all shut down, he was like, you know what? This is pathetic. I'm going to go back to China and just finish up my studying there because they have everything shut down. It's just virtual classes and stuff. Yeah. It was the point being virtual (laughs) there. Hmm. 
Exactly. So I thought that was a little interesting thing that he was just going back to China just because they couldn't actually have classes like normal. That sucks, man. Yeah, Yeah, so it's stuff like that that just, you know, really... I mean, obviously there are, what, hundreds of thousands of people that are dead? I don't remember the figure anymore, at least in the world. But um, just like the awkward inconsistencies with daily life must just suck. Like for, for me, I was literally noticing that it's like Groundhog Day. Uh, doing what I do. It's just like, it's the same people every day, pretty much. It's the same items coming in and out. Um, it's the same tasks. And straight up, man, there are days where I'm like, what day is it? Is it Wednesday? And I'm like, no, dude, it's Saturday. So, you know, a mixture of the job and the the climate that we're in just kind of made this entire year feel very numb and the same. Yeah. Um, at least we're not fighting again for toilet paper uh, yet. But, yeah. Do you actually know why that happened in the first place? There's an interesting reason why. Wasn't it Australia? Yeah, it happened in Australia. Mm Mm-hmm. Care to enlighten the audience? No, no, no. That that was was a thing. People were blowing out because Australia um, somewhat imports their toilet paper since they Mm -hmm. don't have a lot of forests to use to manufacture their toilet paper. But that's because, you know, Australia is just a giant islands with nothing but deserts i mean would it be that hard to cultivate something there though just find like a decent climate kind of on that edge of desert and civilization yeah yeah on that edge (laughs) but i mean really though even if you did like a donut all the way around it with a giant hole in the center that's still some trees you're cultivating i mean what it probably takes a few years yeah yeah Um, but it'd be a lot cheaper just imported from uh, a very forest rich uh, country like China. Yeah, that's true. Dude, yeah, China's forests are crazy. Yes, they are, including the mountain ranges. Yes, the they're like... Are pretty, pretty. Yeah, they're mythical-looking, man. <laughs> yeah, that's Jeez. for sure. Dude, wasn't it China who, like, told uh, Tibet that they can't reincarnate? <laughs> that they banned reincarnation? I've not heard of that, no. <laughs> I was going to say that's the perfect lead-in to, uh, to the paranormal and stuff like that, but yeah, that will be our next topic here in a second. But yeah, no, I, I remember hearing that. That um, Yeah, they told them straight up, okay, <laughs> once you die, that's it. I don't want to catch anybody reincarnating. Like, How do you uphold that law? <laughs> that cricket looks familiar. <laughs> Incarcerate him. <laughs> Jeez. I've seen that sea cucumber before. <laughs> Toss him in the brig. Toss him in. Sir, there's no water there. Then he won't last long, will he? Ban him again. No reincarnations. Uh um yeah, man. Ever see a ghost? Uh a ghost? No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Do you believe they exist? Was, was, I was about to say, was that the entire topic? <laughs> <laughs> yep, moving on. No, but um I mean okay, for me, man, like I don't know. Uh, what do you define as a ghost? You know, is it like a, a person that is translucent and can sometimes touch stuff? Like, probably not. <laughs> but, like, things my photoreceptors can't see. Uh, things that sextant, sextant eyed creature, like the clownfish. Yeah, maybe. You know, I don't know, maybe you need more detection cameras or something, but I don't know. What I do mean, you think? Well, 
don't really necessarily believe in ghosts, but I mean, I believe in the uh, energy that powers our that powers our body. It disperses after right. we die. Um, I believe in a way that's technically uh, passing on into another life. Um, not necessarily one that where you're physically where you're mentally conscious, but one where energy is able to, I guess, go back in, <laughs> into creation in some way. You know, a light, you know, feeds the plants. Uh, your body will feed the soil, nourish it. Um, and the energy that was, I guess, powering your body just goes somewhere else. But where it goes, I don't know. I feel like it would dissipate. Um, There's no way it'd clump up. I mean, like, if I sit in a chair for 20 minutes and then I get up and you sit in my chair, it's warm. I was just there. But I guess technically my heat would go back into your body and turn into ATP. But you get my point. Like, you know, once I'm gone, sure, there's a remnant of me, but it doesn't last long, I guess. So uh, it's like a sneeze, you know. (laughs) It just kind of dissipates into the air and the atmosphere. Um yeah. So you're saying it, that like it goes places, but yeah, it doesn't stay in like one area. Right. Um. Now they have like things that they can bury you in. Uh. They have a shroud where you can be eaten by mushrooms. Um. And then they have like a root sack that they put you in, and you can become a tree, like a pecan tree or something. Um. Yeah. I guess that's a little bit more direct. You know, you're kind of containing your energy. Or potential energy, and then turning it into the connect energy of some other creature. Um, yeah, okay. What about like uh, Bigfoot and aliens, man? I mean, I know they're on different sides, but how do you feel about the uh, the cryptids and such? Cryptids, like yeah. what Mothman and all that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't believe them. <laughs> Not at all. Um, I think there'd be more stuff in the in the ocean than. Than like forests and land. I mean, there's just so much more in the ocean that we can't get to, can't see. I'm sure James Cameron will show us in the new Avatar. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Why James Cameron? Well, he made Avatar, right? Yeah. And he also made an alien, right? So he's totally into aliens. He even said that uh, the ocean floor is very similar to another, another planet, which makes sense. I feel like you could have led into that better by saying, you know, James Cameron, he made The Abyss. He made that one about the seafloor and everything. There you go. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Dude, The Abyss. Read an avatar, I'm like, what the fuck? I have to do with anything. <laughs> no, The Abyss is good. I liked it. Um, all right. Well, uh, any questions for me? Uh, what made you want to start this podcast? I've been asked that before. And... Uh, it always comes out a little bit different, but it's normally the same answer. Um, everybody has something to say. I mean, everybody has a story, you know. Everybody has a point of view. Um, I guess to further the explanation of that, uh, I want to be educated, man. I want to be educated by more people. I want to hear more experiences. I want to hear more points of view. Um, I want to be challenged more, you know. Um, honestly... I love having pleasant guests on, but, dude, I would love to just, like, get into it with somebody on here. You know, I mean, I want to shake hands at the end of the day, but, you know, I want someone to challenge uh, my reality and uh, yeah, tell me my life is a lie, you know, and and, and prove it. <laughs> Open up the matrix, you know? 
but um you know if if in between those episodes i can i can find nice people and and have them leave a little bit of themselves you know um on the internet you know share a story that maybe people they know for a long time haven't heard before or um you know uh, give a family member something to look back on you know years from now so they can hear something uh i think that'd be nice good sentiment that's a good sentiment yeah well um i guess a takeaway you can use and any of your other listeners uh an idea that i had my mom do um you just it's kind of spending off what you said you know leave a little bit of yourself um since my mom's getting up in age i wanted her to uh record her voice and read some storybooks for uh any grandchildren she has or great-grandchildren because she might not be around during that time it's a little sweet sentiment that i think uh other people might like to do or should do if they want to have like a piece of their family member um around for decades if they're you know getting up in years because i know my mom uh used to read to me when i was a child and she's a very nice pleasant voice i thought that's a perfect idea for her to do that for any grandchildren she has or great-grandchildren if she meets them or doesn't and that way uh her grandchildren and great-grandchildren will know what she sounds like at least what she did sound like and that's really sweet that's a great idea yeah um that's a little something your listeners can you know take away maybe talk to their mom or their dad like hey let me record you reading some uh some Winnie the Pooh or some uh, Over the Head or something like that. Yeah, no, that is great. Um, so, you know, uh, we talked a little bit about some other stuff, and uh, I'd like to get a little bit more in before we, we call it a day, but um, what would you say you're an expert on? Ooh, an expert? Like yeah. a skill? Yeah. Right? I don't have many skills. I'm a jack-of-all-trades kind of guy. Master of none? Uh, master of none, but uh, partic- uh, practitioner of all? Yeah, that's English. right? <laughs> well, besides video <laughs> games, then what, what hobbies do you have when you're not playing like uh, to, uh, Among like Us? I like to build models. You like to build, build models? models or oh, write. models. Yeah, models. Yeah, sorry. Gotcha. My English is uh, garbage. Oh no, Stadion. Uh, <laughs> so wait, uh, okay, I remember you saying you you write comedy, right? Comedy? No, 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 no. Oh really? No, I just I write like stories, and I don't publish them. <laughs> what genre? Uh, they actually just depend. It, I mean, I love fiction and nonfiction. Um, but the genres I'm most keen to are uh, the uh, fiction sort. I uh, like sci-fi. I like mysteries. Um, really highly inspired uh, since I was younger by um, uh, Sherlock Holmes. I was thinking about writing a, a cross tale with uh, Sherlock Holmes and Ichabod Crane. Oh. Uh, I think that would be an interesting uh, little story to write. Because they're be. kind of around the same time period. Right. It's close, at least. Uh, where is Shady Hollow? Shady Hollow is uh, located in America. Is it? Um, oh, okay. It is, yes. And Sherlock Holmes, of course, is a 
it, actually, I don't want to say Street? it's English because right. it's, I feel like – I mean, it's English, yeah, but I feel like actually it's not. I feel like I might offend some uh, Scottish people. Wait, what? <laughs> I am incorrect. Oh, uh, yeah, Scots take a – yeah, it's British. Yeah, that's yeah, British. British author, Sir Arthur. Conan Doyle, yeah. Uh, yeah, Baker Street, 221B, London. So it's absolutely English. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, I don't want to offend the Scots. Okay, so wait, what would, what would the premise be, though? Like, are, did Ichabod and Crane even solve anything? I feel like uh, they're both great detectives in their own rights. I'm Sherlock uh, Holmes, of course. Maybe I don't know as much about him as I, uh, I think I do then. <laughs> but I feel that uh, Ichabod is better... Uh, with doing autopsy and using uh, new age science um, that could possibly, I guess, help Sherlock uh, and other techniques he hasn't even thought about. Are you replacing Watson altogether with Ichabod? No, absolutely not. Mm. He seemed kind of like an amalgamation of both of them, or at least both of their practices. Yes, yes. But, uh, I mean, with... Think about Crane. He was more upon uh, venturing into uh, different uh, techniques for which was the grounds for uh, CSI. Really? And stuff like that. Yeah. Like dusting for fingerprints, looking, uh, uh, dissecting the uh, bodies, seeing how old they were, decomposition, stuff like that. Uh, looking for smaller clues. But, I mean, Sherlock Holmes. I originally did a bit of that, but Ichabod, I think, kind of made it into his own thing uh, within his story of CB Hollow. However, mm. uh, memory serves right. Sherlock Holmes never really dealt with the uh, a real paranormal. <laughs> it was always just something uh, like a scheme or someone behind the scenes that was planning um, a terroristic plot or trying to go and uh, upheave society. Yeah, no, that that sounds about right. I know uh, the Hunt of Baskervilles was kind of like a big story for him, but I still don't think they had any kind of like paranormal stuff involved. Um, hmm. You have a title involved? Or a title thought of yet? No, no. A title <laughs> come to you at any time. It's more about building the ground for a story. Gotcha. About okay. What would be the driving factor to get Ichabod Crane out of New York and to, uh, to London? <laughs> or you go the other way. Bring Sherlock here. That's absolutely true. He is the world-famous detective. Yeah. Maybe he uh, he's doing a house call. Maybe he's <laughs> visiting. Maybe he's visiting. He could be. Get insights. Of, of the former colonies. <laughs> um, but that, that's just neither here nor there. But yeah, writing is um, one of my passions. Do you have anything you're proud of right now? Anything that you put out? Ever? Oh, no. No, like I said, I don't publish any of my work. I don't like... Uh, how do you say it? I appreciate criticism, but i rather just, you know, write something that's in my head and just put on a piece of paper, save it to a document, and just leave it like that. Mm. 
So, so you're hoping. Really nice. And then so, just leave. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, that, that was it. I'd just rather make perfect the story, uh, keep going back to it, add some stuff. It, it's a hobby, per se. I'm not pursuing this as a career or going to publish anything. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, you ever write any spec scripts? Any what scripts? Like an episode of a show or something, you know. Or a, I, I mean, obviously that would be a crossover, but anything about more modern television or movies? More modern television movies? No, no. I, uh, I'm i not a fan of the, I guess, American uh, televised series. You like British TV? Uh, no, not really. really? What do you yeah. watch then? What else is there? <laughs> I mean, like, I watch a, a lot of stuff, but writing for one of those shows is definitely not something I would want to do or would even dream about doing. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be fun. Like, right now I'm re-watching Peep Show. Have you ever seen it? Never heard of it. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. So, uh, well, then my impression of them would do no good. But, yeah, they have... They might have, they might have seen it. Uh, I'll just be clueless. <laughs> Well, I really don't know how to do it exactly. I mean, he's kind of, you know, he's very dreary when he speaks. Uh, you know, people say he looks a little bit like Napoleon, but I don't, I don't believe he looks like Napoleon. He may be a bloated Napoleon, really, but not, not quite like. You understand what I mean, Jays? Uh, wow, that, that, that was really good for whoever you're impressed impersonating. Right there. <laughs> it sounds just like him. <laughs> Yeah, um, so, uh, no, this is an English show, isn't it? Yeah, dude, it's, uh, God, I don't know, somewhere in Britain, I think. Because I don't recognize any of these people. Sam uh, Bryan, Jesse Armstrong, Andrew Connor. Really? Oh, man, they're a good cast. Are you serious? The uh, the girl who played Sophie just won an Oscar. Um, Olivia Coleman? Yeah, she won an Oscar, Oscar for playing the queen in that movie with... Uh, the queen? Yeah, that might be it. No, no, that's not it. Not to spoil anything, but um, he ends up with a character, and uh, they kind of hate each other. <laughs> so they're just, like, very petty in a lot of their actions. And I don't know. It's, I guess you could kind of relate some of the humor to, like, the uh, Everybody Loves Raymond type stuff, where it's just like, oh, uh, family life is tough, you know, but they're not necessarily... Uh, you know, a family. They're more just like flatmates. So um, it's yeah. it's a little bit more sinister. Like it's not like Cartman sinister. You know, like nobody feeds uh, anybody their parents. But <laughs> there's definitely some like really underhanded shit. Um, side note: If you've ever seen The Middle Man, that was probably some of the best parenting advice I've ever seen in a show. Uh, relationship advice too. Uh, it's got the shit. I think the wife from Maybe. Loves Raymond. And then it's got the janitor from Scrubs. You really uh, don't watch oh. TV. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I'm just trying to think of the janitor from Scrubs. And I'm like, no. Um, it's really good, man. It's called The Middle because they live in the Midwest. And, like, you know, it's kind of like a slower town where not a lot of stuff happens. But um, their kids are cast wonderfully. They're funny. And, uh, yeah, like, there's a... I think they have an anniversary, and they're like, 
at dinner and they're like, okay, so do we overeat and go for dessert or do we have sex? And then it just cuts to them laying in bed, like unbuttoning their belts, just like, oh, okay, it was totally worth it though. <laughs> and just stuff like that. It was kind of funny. The overeating instead of yeah, going yeah. for sex. No, I, I got that. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of celebrities. I mean, like, I, I can, I guess, say a little bit what I have watched. I've seen Everybody Loves Raymond. I thought it was a great show. Um, that 70s show growing up was also pretty good. I used to watch The Golden Girls with my mom. That was funny. Um, not really a whole lot else. I mean, I watched Angel um, with David Bordenaris. Pretty uh, good actor. And uh, Stargates, SG-1. Um, Atlantis as well. The movie? No, no, Stargate Atlantis. Oh, okay, because Atlantis is 100% a ripoff of another movie. Oh, no, no, yeah. Yeah, I should have said Stargate Atlantis. Um, oh, yo, you saw the first Stargate, I right? watching... Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen the first Stargate, the movie and then the uh, TV series. <laughs> that's, what that's what it's a ripoff of. Oh, what? Atlantis. So Atlantis, the Disney movie, is a, a ripoff of Stargate. <laughs> Shut up. Well, not not, not completely, but if you look at the main character, um, I mean, what Milo? Yeah, Milo looks a hell of a lot like um, what's his name, Robert California. If you've seen The Office. Yeah, I've seen The Office, and I wow, that that comparison. Is James incredible. Bader, dude, no, really, like yeah. if you look at James Bader, he's got like the long hair, he's got the same yeah. fucking circular glasses. And then um, it's a it's like a shot for shot remake a lot of a movie called Nadia, which is like very similar. Um, I think it was like a Ghibli movie or in a Ghibli, a Ghibli stylized type movie. Um, let's see, director, huh? In the Valley of the Wind. Say yeah. again. It's Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind. No, it's Nadia, the Secret of Blue Water. Nadia. Are you yeah. Sure? Y- yep. 100% sure. Oh, but, well, you are? Okay. Nadia, never heard of that. Yeah, um, you can, like, Google it. It's It's got, like, shot-for-shot side-by-sides of, like, oh, shit, that's totally him. <laughs> um, I if mean, you want shot-for-shot side-by-side, I mean, have you seen uh, Kimba? Yeah, Kimba. Yep, that's another one. White Lion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Disney ripped the shit out of that. Yeah. No, 100%. Uh, yeah, dude, yeah, if you look at the Nadia, like, it, I mean, I guess maybe Stargate was kind of a fluke, but he looks pretty similar. But, yeah, the same brown color hair, same glasses. The girl is, like, darker skinned with a, a tube top and a necklace that glows, and then there's, like, a... Wait, are we talking about the same Stargate? The animated Atlantis movie was a oh, remake geez. slightly of Nadia. Or... And then no. I'm talking about the Stargate movie with James Bader as well. Or James Bader. Yeah. Yeah, no, J- James Bader was in that Stargate movie. Yeah, where, um, the, like, it, reading and writing is illegal. And then, like, a pharaoh with a bunch of, like, half-naked children shows up inside of a, a pyramid. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he, um, he regretted that role or something. Like, I think he was gay. And he was like, I got a lot of flack for that. And it was, like, not the right way to... I don't know if he came out, but, you know, he just... 
I guess America wasn't ready for something that flamboyant at the time, I guess. But yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. No. Yeah, no, I was referring to the uh, TV series. Um, yeah, that that uh, Stargate Atlantis is pretty good. Should uh, should check it out. Do you like hard sci-fi? Then Jason Momoa got his uh, start. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, he stars in all five seasons of uh, Stargate Atlantis. Oh wow. Wait, is he skinnier back then? Uh, yeah. I mean, he's a little skinnier. But mm. it's a it's a really good show. Um, just uh, the writing in the last season wasn't like 100 percent great. Mm. Because they were running out of ideas. That's which is literally on record why they uh, canceled the show, even though it had good ratings. Uh, what do you like about sci-fi? Like, do you like the character interactions, or do you like the technology presented, or do you like the political ideals? Like, what what draws you to sci-fi? Well. Okay, I originally liked Stargate because I liked the mystery, the aspect of exploring other worlds, uh, figuring out, you know, okay, how does this thing work? How are we going to solve this problem against a monumental foe that outclasses us in technology, military, and everything? It was like overcoming problems like that. That's why I originally liked uh, stuff like Stargate. Because a lot of it was just essentially you have the United States military and then world, eventually the world government all combining forces for the Stargate program to explore other worlds, uh, protect the Earth's safety, um, stuff like that. And um, I thought that was a great concept for a show, which is what really drew me to Stargate in the first place. Um, and recently I've been watching uh, Star Trek for the very first time, the original uh, series. Oh, wow. And I realized the, the main reason why I like uh, sci-fi, or I even like Star Trek in the first place, is just, it's not the whole aspect of, you know, technology, battles, and stuff like that. I like the uh, people aspect. I like the problems they must solve in the show. Even if they have those corny episodes, um, like with Tibbles in the uh, Star Trek, or fighting your best friend because you didn't understand the uh, marriage rights on the planet. But it's other episodes of Stargate or of Stargate, Star Trek, where it's like, would you kill your true love um, to prevent uh, calamity and prevent? And with all that you had to do was just say a single word or a single thing and they wouldn't die. It requires you not to say anything. Hmm. Yeah. Or would you uh, try and upheave a society that dictates um, how they kill off their citizens in virtual combat um, and try and make them bring to terms with another planet that does the exact same, where they make peace instead of listening to a machine play the game simulation right i think i know which one you're talking about uh you might like the orville man the orville was really good i think it might have gotten canceled but uh seth mcfarlane made it and everybody was like oh great the guy from family guy get a hold of you know a, a sci-fi show um but it's really funny like his best friend is the guy who plays steve smith and um basically he's the captain of a ship that his ex-wife just got transferred to. And uh, so Seth MacFarlane and Scott Grimes are just kind of like running around 
you know, uh, doing their best at, uh, you know, running the ship and stuff. And, and then the uh, the wife played by, uh, or the ex-wife played by uh, Adrian uh, Paliki. Um, you know, she's like second in command. And they got some good episodes. Uh, they had like an overarching, you know, plot. But then there's also like Monster of the Week stuff. And it doesn't really reference any Star Trek like Lower Decks. Like Lower Decks is pretty good too, the animated series. Uh, they get the benefit of actually being in the Star Trek universe. But Orville was pretty good. Um, they got to be a little bit more playful and uh, break some of the traditional stuff done by, like, what, nine series of Star Trek now? Uh, but, yeah, when you make it yeah. Deep Space Nine, man, that, that one's pretty good. I like the pilot for Deep Space Nine. Like, it's really, really, I, really I've, amazing. I've only seen Star Trek, the original series. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to ruin it, but... Like, it was some of the most, uh, yeah, well, c- c- come back to me whenever you finish it, because it's, it's really cool. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a while. I, I watch uh, these shows pretty slowly. Ah, uh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. All Sorry right. About that. Hey, speaking about uh, cinema and, you know, TV shows and movies, uh, you were wanting to borrow, uh, what was it? <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing yeah. this on your podcast. Yeah, the or, uh, what was ex- that? the extended editions, uh, not the theatrical, but the actual extended editions of the Lord of the Rings Blu-rays. All right, there's a there's an issue. So I I put in disc two. Um, do you know Portuguese? No, not yet. That's the only uh, that's the only language available for disc two. Uh. No, when you say disc two, you mean the second movie? Yeah, the second movie. Ah, uh, that's fun. Yeah, the, the Twin Towers. I, I had a an issue with Twin Towers when I was younger. Watched it for the very first time. Uh, the first day it came out, my brother bought tickets for me and my family. Went out to watch it. It was late at night, the last showing. And um, we were watching the movie, and half... No, it was... Literally right at the battle of Helm's Deep, where everything's about to get started, the uh, guy fires the arrow at the orc by accident, and then they get upset and they start doing the rally cry. They're about to charge to the wall, and the film cuts off because it's been playing all day, and it snapped. Ah, uh, dude, I remember hearing about that. You were one of the folks that happened to. Yeah, that's uh, was hilarious. The cinema. They give a full refund, but I'm like, that's a legendary experience just to. Have it snap right there, um, <laughs> right when the battle is about to happen. <laughs> oh, that sucks! Yeah. I actually got to see it twice. Oh, nice. Well, I, I feel like I just have issues with the uh, twin towers. I just don't have the best luck. But I mean, you're you're more than welcome to borrow it if you want to <clears throat> not hope... enjoy any audio. Ooh, that's from tough. The twin towers. Yeah, I don't think the library even has it. I think they just have the first one, and they're just like, nah, we're good. We're not going to do that. Which, you know, taxpayers want to see movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, but, I would well, actually pay to re-see that. Say again? I'd pay to rewatch The Lord of the Rings in the, uh, in the theaters. You can do that. You can go over to the Alamo Draft House and tell them what you want to watch. I, I think they only have a small selection. Nah, fuck that, man. Tell them you're special. <laughs> Tell them you demand special treatment. Told me I was special. I'm be gonna like, watch. Well, I'm be gone. like, look, I am Austin. Okay, 
I am Austin. The Austin, named from the city. This is my city. You do what the fuck I tell you. <laughs> what would you do if there was a an Austin day for the city? Yeah, you gotta listen to whatever an Austin tells you to do. Um, I would tell everybody my name is actually Austin and it's a typo. Oh, and then, okay. and then I would do what I want. No, the yeah, question yeah, is, what would you do with an Austin day? With an Austin day? Yeah. Ice cream. I just go out for some ice cream. From where? I'm not. I'm not evil, malicious. You know, I just want a, a free cone. <laughs> From what store? <laughs> uh, Basket Robbins. Has to be Baskin Robbins. Why does it have to be them? Oh, they make the best ice cream. That's why. Dude, you just shitting on Amy's? Uh, yeah. Amy sucks. Wow. Okay. They got, Mex- they got that Mexican vanilla. Vanilla? My English is terrible. They got the Mexican vanilla, and that's about it. You're better with Portuguese, right? Uh, no, actually, I've not learned anything from that Lord of the Rings DVD. Or, I mean, <laughs> Blu-ray. I now popped how... that in once. I'm like, why is the volume not working? I let it play. I'm like, okay. What's the nope. other English? I mean, what's the other language? Portuguese. Uh, fuck this. Now, how do you say Hobbit in, in Portuguese? Uh, Alexa, how do you say Hobbit in Portuguese? Hobbitchy. <laughs> well, that answers that question. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you hear a response or no? Yeah, I did. It was it was a little muffled, but I got the the effect. Um, speaking you. of the city of Austin, uh, is there any like must sees when somebody does come visit this city for you at least? Uh, the hill country. There's nothing in the city to really look at. See, calling something the hill country is like calling it the Bay Area. It's so general. Like, give me a specific, man. Uh, Stanton Ranch area. Ooh, getting specific here. Uh, Stanton Ranch Steakhouse has a perfect overlook. It is about four or five uh, hills up, and their patio seating uh, perfectly uh, positions where the sun sits over the lake. Wow. Beautiful place. Yeah, if you're taking out somebody to... Uh, Wine them, dine them, uh, maybe propose, or just for a beautiful uh, occasion, maybe Santa Ranch. Damn. Well, hopefully they sponsor this podcast then, because that was a hell of a plug. <laughs> <laughs> hell of a plug? Hell of a plug, sir. No. I, hey, if you uh, want some good burgers, they also make some beautiful burgers. I'm quite the burger meister, man. I, uh, even I, if steak's on the menu, I get a burger, man. That's actually another uh, passion of mine is a, a good uh, cheeseburger. Cheeseburger or bacon burger? I've bacon tried, burger. I've tried a burger at every single restaurant I've ever visited. If they serve it on the menu, I'll order it, and I'll judge the restaurant based on the burger. Even if it's not, like, a main thing that they serve. It'd be a Greek restaurant. It's like, oh, yeah, we serve a burger. All right, well, you got to be good if you have this on the menu. <laughs> What's your best burger you've had, then? Santa Ranch. Really? Damn. It just comes back full circle like a stand-up special. Shit. Well, uh, I mean, there's a reason. They serve it on a brioche bun. They use uh, all-natural, like, uh, or I mean, they use fresh butter um, churned um, themselves. And then they, uh, that's how they crisp up the uh, bun is with that butter. And the burger itself is a mix of uh, chuck and also steak. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, perfectly seasoned. It's really fucking fat too. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Uh, like a donuts. 
Oh my god. It's like half the size of a regular donut. Like that meat thickness. Jeez. Yeah. The, just the, the patty itself? Oh, uh, just the patty itself is... Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Delicious. Okay. So clear out my day, because that's going to be hell <laughs> on my digestive system. <laughs> the, the, the freshest the ingredients on that patty and on that burger. All right, man. Now, now I'm feeling like you're getting paid to plug them. What's going on here? I wish I got paid to plug them. I wish. It, listen, they didn't even have to pay me. They could be like, you know, eat free at Center Ranch for a year. Only burgers a deal. And how often would you go there? Uh, they are such a drive out. I would probably go maybe twice a month. <laughs> It'd be worth the thirty dollars of gas. Jesus. A hybrid. No, I'm just joking. It's not that far away. Um. But it's inconvenient to my current schedule. Um, so besides the hill country, are there any landmarks that somebody needs to see? You know, like maybe Leaderbury Lake or you know the Watchtower or something or Clock Tower. You called it Ladybird Lake. That hurts my feelings. Wait, why? What's up? Town Lake. <sighs> you know, Ladybird really hated the town, the lake being named after her, right? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, ha- she denied that for years because, well, the reason they named it after her is because she was the one. When LBJ was, um, I think he either was in office or he was the governor at the time, and um, she was cleaning up uh, the Austin uh, town lake at the time, and because it was really filthy, there was no trail, there was no nothing. So she was the one who really uh, led the headway to making the town lake area and the trail what it is. And for decades, they were trying to go and name it after her. And she said, no, I don't want this to be named after me. It's called Town Lake. It's the Town Lake. And after she died, they were like, okay, cool, she's dead. We're going to name the Town Lake. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Well, hey, cleaning up the river, man, that sounds like a very Leslie Nope thing to do. So. Yeah, no, she is what Leslie Nope, you could say, was uh, created upon. Really? Yeah, Leslie Nope was in a way how lady bird johnson was hmm. um my theory like projects and stuff i well she, you know there's also a uh, lady bird johnson uh wildflower uh area yeah mm-hmm. yeah like all the great things in texas that involve nature you can probably thank lady bird johnson for that hmm. Hmm. i guess that makes sense i wish i got some more of that in texas history uh, side note, I asked, why are we trying, or why are we specifically learning Texas history and U.S. history? And my teacher said, in case those northerners tried any shit again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, that was the answer I got. <laughs> I mean, that that's that's true, though. But it's not just the northerners, it's in case anything Oklahoma and above us. <laughs> well, hey, everything. You mean the rest of the United States? Yes. Pretty much. What about Florida? Fuck those guys. <laughs> the Gators, man. They're going to ride Gators into battle. You know we have Gators in uh, in Texas, too. Where? The Gulf? Really? East well, Texas. Like, I very don't... far east. Hmm. Where, though? You know what state Texas borders, right? Uh, Yeah, sure, too. It's totally uh, <laughs> New Mexico, right? You're killing me right now. Oh, you said All east. Right. I'm tripping. Louisiana. <laughs> okay. There you go. 
I was like, you know, we had the Hurricane Katrina like years ago. Everyone from Louisiana came to Houston. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, Joel, Joel Osteen was like, nah, fam, that's my church. Yeah, you know, they're also, you know, Texarkana's over there too. But if you really look at a Texas map and you, you know, just boot up your Google, whatever, and look right around Houston, the north of that, you have the Angelina National Forest near the Davy Crockett National Forest. But the Angelina one specifically has a huge area that is, I guess, kind of like swamp country. Mm. Yeah, some gators found their way over from Louisiana and came over there. That's where our gators are at. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> yeah. And we also have otters, too. Have you ever held an otter? I need yeah, to San Marcos River. Yeah, yes. Oh. Otters are the uh, are God's greatest creation, if you believe in God or not. Um, I necessarily don't, but if it does exist, uh, great otters to, you know, just bring a little light to the world. When you're sad, feeling down, look at an otter. Is it is it legal to own an otter? Um, for invasive species, it's legal to own them. Uh, otters technically are not invasive in Texas. Wait, what? <laughs> you can legally own an, a non-invasive species? Yes. You can also kill them too. Like, oh, uh, that's not cool. Pigeons? You can kill pigeons. There's nothing against it. <laughs> I wonder how many pigeons you'd have to kill for the government to be like, all right, dude, what's up? You okay? Like we noticed a lot of pigeons, like an unhealthy amount of pigeons tied to your truck. Dragging right. across. <laughs> so let's look up uh, the invasive species chart in uh, Texas. So there's feral pigs, free reign. Uh, there's a thing called Nurturia. Uh, that is the most interesting thing I've ever seen. I don't know what the hell that is. Uh, there's the Asian carp. I mean, pigeons are free reign. So, whatever the Naturia is, looks similar to a beaver, but with orange teeth. That looks very scary. Spell orange it. Orange or reddish teeth. Can you spell Naturia? Uh, N-U-T-R-I-A. Naturia mythocaster coipus. Oh, coipu. Coipi. Yeah, referred to similar to the coipu. They're semi-aquatic rodents. Oh, man, look at that tail. Yeah, I know, right? Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, they're freaking tusked along. Look like he's eating a carrot. I know, right? Wow. Feral pigs are also free reign. I said that already, but, you know, fuck them pigs. <sighs> I heard they make good eating. I think I've had pig before. Or boar. I've had boar. My uncle made... There's like this legendary dish my uncle made. He lives out in the country um, near Lockhart. And he killed a boar that was like, in, you know, messing up his stuff and cooked it. And it was like just the right level of salty. And I've asked him almost every single time I've seen him in the last like 15 years, please make another one. <laughs> and he God never does. The boar. All these elements in the world and you choose to be salty. It was so good, man. It was so good. Just the way he made it. Oh. 
That does sound pretty good. Although I'm not a huge fan of pork. Dude, it was like I eating thick-cut bacon, though. It was like eating some yeah. thick-ass-cut bacon. No, I love bacon. Bacon is, you know, amazing. Uh, but I don't really think I like anything else from the pig. <laughs> you like nothing else besides bacon? On the pig. Like, you can mm-hmm. make ham. That's cool. Like, if I'm starving, sure, yeah, I'll have a small sliced ham sandwich. Yeah. I mean, really not much of a pig. It's more processed stuff. Yeah. No, I think once ham is, like, more than, like, a millimeter thick, it's just kind of like, mm, I don't know if I like this. Canadian bacon's good. I'll take that. That's fine. But, yeah, no, I agree. You get a good thick piece of ham that's just kind of, like, wet. You're just like, uh, this isn't fun. Well, what kind of bacon do you like? Do you like Canadian bacon more or Applewood bacon? Yeah, I was going to say Applewood bacon's pretty good, man. Um, I just had um, hickory bacon or whatever. It's kind of good. Hickory smoked? Yeah, yeah. that's all right. For me, it's always Applewood. Applewood's pretty good. Is it literally the wood of an apple tree, or what's up? Uh, I would hope so. Me too. I don't know. I, I feel like it's kind of like, you know, Canadian bacon. You know, it's not really made in Canada, but it has that maple syrup sprayed over it. And, you know, applewood would just have, like, a little bit of apple juice sprayed over the bacon. Is that why it's Canadian bacon? Because it has maple on it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Really? Really. And my favorite pizza is pineapple pizza. Fight me. No, I love pineapple pizza. Good. <laughs> you know, people who don't like pineapple pizza are the people who don't like real pizza. Because if you like pineapple pizza, you could probably like original pizza. Like original Italian pizza, which has capers on it. Oh, Lord. No, I thought it was uh, white mozzarella, red red marinara, and green onions or parsley or some sort of extra garnish because of the Italian flag. At least that's uh, the legend I was told. A legend you are told. Maybe because of uh, somebody in New York, but no. <laughs> Oh, dude, that reminds me real quick. We, uh, My dad and I were driving down. Ah, hell, he lived out in Dale, Texas. And we passed um, like this little trailer, and it said pizza. And we passed it a couple times. And one time I was like, let's go get some of that. He's like, yeah, let's get pizza. So we went in there, and it was like this small-ass little trailer. And this guy's like, oh, you guys are in for a treat. And we're like, yeah? He's like, dude. Uh, and he was like 60. He's like, I learned from the original pizza maker or something. He's like somebody who was like... Top dog, you know, pizza maker out in Italy. He's like, and he only taught his recipe to three other people in the world. We were like, oh, shit, let's go. Let's have one of those right now. He cooks it, he makes it, and it was shit. <laughs> I was so sad because he hyped this up, and then he, like, disappeared shortly after. So I'm pretty sure he was a grifter who lied to me. But, <laughs> no, dude, it was, like, it was overly greasy. It was, like, flat and floppy, like, I Pizza's supposed to have a good little bite to it, you know, a good crispy underneath, you know, toppings are, are got a little singe to the cheese and a little bro going on, but not too, you know, not too messed up. Got to have a good amount of marinara, you know, I don't want to bite in there and just see white bread. Yeah, his, uh, it was so bad. What's the worst pizza you ever had? I don't think I've had a bad pizza. Well, okay, I mean, I have had an undercooked pizza, but like... That's, yeah, undercooked pizza. Anything undercooked tastes terrible. I know a dude who left the plastic on, and we ate it. Or at least I had, like, two bites, and I was like, this this isn't right. Nope, this is not the right pizza. 
Um, I've left the cardboard underneath before, and I'm like, fuck, now everything smells like a fart. <laughs> yeah, I've had I've had pizza with cardboard underneath by accident, but I mean, again, that kind of goes back to the undercooked pizza. It doesn't cook properly. Exactly, dude. Everything's all fucking brown on top, and then underneath is like soft, and you're just like, well, fuck, it sucks. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm actually looking up the origin of pizza right now from Sardinia. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. And then there's like sure. the origin of potato chips where they're like, slice them thinner, slice them thinner. And then they became out crispy and they're like, what the fuck is this? Vicious bomb. Let's make more of this. Throw some salt on it. Beautiful. Yeah. Sea salt and vinegar, man. So uh, in the 6th century BC, Persian soldiers are under Darius the Great baked flatbreads with cheese and dates on top of their battle shields. Okay, that's something I gotta try, man. That's the next YouTube video right there. Let's go get some dates and a an accurate shield. From, an accurate from the... battle shield from the 6th century. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Shouldn't be too hard to find. You can probably eBay that. The most modern pizza you can go back to is uh, in Naples. Um, when uh, the French were starting to like transfer over like different types of fishes, and people were learning how to preserve those, like uh, sardines. But is it sardines? No, it's anchovies. Anchovy pizza. The capers. You know, I don't think I've had an anchovy or a sardine in a very, very long time. It just bothers me that you eat the entire thing. I like anchovy pizza. I was no, sad I mean, when most places stopped carrying anchovy. Okay, Zoidberg. <laughs> hey, it was pretty good. But I it's been so long I forgot what I eat it with. I know yeah, it'd be anchovies and pineapple. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I was it's say, because the anchovies is salty, but right. the pineapple balances it out with a sweet and acidic. Nah man, I would do salty and savory. I would do olives on that mug and then I'd throw some pepperoni. That's too basic. That's too, too basic. basic. How too dare basic. you say? This is an Austin day, okay? You have to, you have to be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I, I, I rather not. I rather, I rather not be basic. I rather enjoy life to the fullest and try all of the flavors I possibly can. Well, shout out to the best pizza, uh, Eastside Pies, man. Eastside Pies. I've not eaten that place. Have you tried Conan's? Really? Conan's? Uh huh. No. Where's that? Conan's Pizza, they had a huge uh, market campaign on uh, on Facebook recently. Yeah, I didn't see it. Conan's Pizza Austin, and um, they make some really good pizza. It, oh, it was because good. they were going out of business because of COVID, and people were like, and they had a huge campaign where it's like, listen, I bought it out, or I bought one location away from the owners. I'm gonna run it. I'm not gonna change anything. But I want to, you know, make this campaign where we get more people over here. And business fucking boomed. He was able to stay in business because of that. No, that's cool. <laughs> it must suck for the other owner or the older. Like, no, not fuck, really. what I, I mean, think of that? <laughs> they still own the location up north. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're both Conan's Pizza, just you know, different owners. Mm. I wonder if they can change the other one to the original Conan's. Uh, I don't know. Uh. You should try Hungry Howie's, dude, if you're ever in San Antonio. Um, back yeah. in Pensacola, Florida, there was a Hungry Howie's, man. And 
I never knew you could do so much stuff to crust. Like, never even thought about crust. Sure, there's some cheese in it, fine. But man, they'll do like buttered crusts, they'll do like Cajun crusts, they'll do all kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, man, crust isn't just a, a little thing to hold with your hands, you know. It's, it's, it's a treat at the end of the journey of the pizza. Well, I will check that out. There, there's another pizza place I shared on my Facebook, and uh, the, the best 80s-style like advertisements. Go on. I am trying to remember what it was called, though. It's not an Austin pizza. It was... Um, I don't know what it's called. It was uh, way far out. Uh, West Austin. Never heard of him, man. I really wish I could remember what it was called. I'm so sad. Maybe if I search on my timeline, just type in pizza. I might find something. <sighs> I'm hungry for pizza right now. <laughs> oh, we got to change <laughs> subjects. How's your no, life? How's my life? Uh, well, not blind. I'm not deaf. I can keep walking. Things are pretty good. Oh, uh, saw a dude the other day actually. Who I was trying to sell him a bike, and he's like, "Well, yeah, maybe I'll come back whenever I get used to walking again." And I was like, "Why would happen?" He goes, "Well, I was blind for eight years." I was like, "Oh my god, that would be terrible." Like. That would be completely awful. I'd almost rather not speak, you know, or not hear. Like, being blind, you just get, like, so much of your sensory information from that. And he's like, yeah, it's not too bad, man. He's like, it's really bright out, I can tell you that. And, like, he's this old Hispanic guy, probably, like, 65. And uh, he seemed so happy to see again. <laughs> so, yeah, that kind of gave me, like, a little perspective, stuff like that. But I'm pretty happy, man. Stuff is good. Hopefully I'm buying you enough time to look up this pizza place. Uh, you are, actually. Thank um, you. I'm almost done. Yeah? Uh, hey, I just remembered, uh, looking through my timeline, what's the story with that a raccoon at the... Uh... Oh, the Cidercade, which is also a really Cidercade, great yeah. pizza place. Um, actually, Cidercade pizza is really good. So it was like the first weekend that they opened. Um, I couldn't make the first day. But, um, yeah, so I it's on the lake, and it's the old... Um, Joe's Crab Shack location. So they have, like, the dock in the back, which is feet from the little boardwalk area. And um, I hear these guys laughing. And I look over, and this raccoon is standing on their table, just, like, drinking out of empty cider cups, just getting shit-faced. <laughs> and we're like, oh, <laughs> that's, like, five feet from us. You know, that's kind of crazy. And he gets up on top of, like, a, uh, you know, a little table, and he's just kind of, like, staring at these guys. And they kind of spook him, so he goes underneath the table, and he runs over to another table. And this guy, like, reaches down, and he's going to pet him, just kind of like he thinks it's a house cat. And he's like, oh, shit, that's a, it's a raccoon. So he gets up, and he takes off. And the raccoon comes over to us, and he crawls on the railing. And just kind of looks at me, and I take a couple photos. And then he, uh, like, scales the the window ledge you know and then just jumps onto a tree and ends up on the you know the the roof and just kind of took off but 
it was cool. He was a really, really chilled raccoon. That's the closest I've been to a raccoon in as long as I can remember. Um, but, yeah, Austin raccoons and, and squirrels are pretty ballsy, man. They'll just kind of, like, let you hang out with them. Hmm. Uh, that... Have you never tried to hang out with a uh, Austin squirrel raccoon before? <laughs> well, yeah, I was up north of the domain, and I was taking photos of the squirrel. I was, like, 10 feet away, got about 6 feet away. Got about three feet away, and I was like, this motherfucker don't give a shit. <laughs> and he was just kind of, I'll, I'll post some of those photos. They're pretty cute. Yeah, I think you, uh, I think you shared that to your Facebook. Yeah. Let me see. Oh, also Cabo Bob's, if you're looking for some really, really delicious burritos. You use your military discount for that place? Uh... Not anymore, because now it's a uniform only. Is it uniform only? Yeah, because apparently, um, and I get it, especially during COVID, uh, they said that there would be a point where, like, a bunch of military members would get out of class, or I don't, I don't even know. I don't know about the Austin area military stuff. Um, but, yeah, they'd, they'd all be in there at once, and they'd realize that they did, like, an hour of business where, like, 90% of it was half price. So they're like, oh, we can't, you know, we're already getting eaten alive by this. We can't also do veterans. Sorry. Oh, look, that's fine. It's It's been real and it's been fun. I still eat there. It's good food. I can't find the video. I don't know where it's at. I looked up on YouTube. I looked up on Facebook. And I don't see it. That's unfortunate. Uh, before we close it out here, how about a, a story that most people don't know about you? Story that most people don't know? About you. About me. Oh, oof. Um, that's pretty private. Hmm. <laughs> I play, uh, I play League of Legends, I'm gonna admit it. I love playing League of Legends. Don't know why. I, uh... Yeah. It's pretty obvious why, right? It's fun. I used to... Um, oh, I did do pro tournaments for uh, Halo. Yeah. Um, really How far did you get? I never made it out of the state of Texas because my mom wanted me to stay home. And oh, no. I, yeah, I know. Sabotage by mom. Uh, yeah. You know... Like, I, I looked at, uh, at some pro players... And I was like, uh, I looked how they play. I'm like, yeah, these guys are not that good. I looked how Ninja played. I'm like, dude, he is at best, at best, maybe like top 200, top 300. So what's the secret to competitive FPSing? There's not really a secret. It's more just like... It's having a passion. A passion is one part, but it's also being able to like really understand how the game works, um, and also having the reflexes. I guess it's it's three things: it's passion, understanding, and reflex. Um, hmm. Reflexes are key if you ever want to win, um, but also understanding how the game works, the dynamics. The uh, damage um, that weapons do, um, how fast it takes to 
to reload, how fast it takes for things to respawn, um, timing, stuff like that. That's all about learning the dynamics of the game. And then, you know, just being passionate about it. Because you have to have dedication in order to, like, really research and get better. I mean, you can have dedication and passion, and you can understand the game, but that can only get you so far if your reflexes aren't very good. And that kind of goes for, like, any video game. You can take that to League of Legends. You can take that to CSGO. Yeah, I remember watching the Halo 2 and Halo 3 uh, top teams, and like they would do the BXR. You know, um, with a battle rifle where you would hit and then shoot and then hit and shoot and just continue to do that. And it would just, like, override the the animations where you would get more damage faster. Um, yeah, it cuts out frame rate. It, I mean, it cuts out certain frames. So it helps your combat. Um, I always wonder who learned that kind of stuff, though. Like, who, you know, is it just, like, one guy who coaches, like, a couple of teams and lets them in the secret? Because then, like, they would, like, hop on lights to get to level, you know, the second level above you faster and... It's just like they a can traverse faster. A lot of things is just like some guy blows up and people look at see what this guy did. He's like, oh wow, I'm gonna use that now. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, it's just like a lot of things just get passed around one way or another. You know, you could let a team know, or you could be a solo player doing your own secret that anyone else knew. It's like, oh, well, I didn't know about that. My special thing I didn't see a lot of people do um, was shoot through the grenade. Um, mm. you'd uh, bounce it if you knew like your opponent was coming a certain direction I always practice with my grenade throws I always practice distance I always made sure I knew how the grenade was going to bounce and analyze where the opponent was going to be at um, because the grenade would just immediately destroy the opponent's shield and it only takes like one shot to the head and I start practicing okay I want to shoot through the grenade I want to I cut out the amount of animation it takes for the grenade explosion to happen uh, that way I'm not in combat as long. Hmm. And that took a lot of time to master and practice. Yeah, I remember um, double teaming was a big thing, too. We're like, rolling side by side was always, you know, fine. But, you know, flanking your enemy was always kind of big. Uh, I, I noticed that teams that did that um, would just instantly murder you. I mean, you can't you can't fight it, you know. An enemy on your left and your right. I mean, it's impossible. You can bunny hop all you want. You know, you're not going to outrun that. <laughs> bunny hop. I remember that. That's been forever since I've actually played the Halo game. The last one I really played was uh, Halo Reach. Five was my last one. I I just love sticky grenades. Um, even if you could like get close enough to shotgun me or something, you always left with a glowing face because it just stuck you. That yeah. was my big thing. Yeah. Everything. I mean, my, my aim was okay. Actually, I was decent with the sniper rifle in 3. I won't lie. I was pretty good. But I don't know. I've never been, uh, you know, fucking godly with any FPS game. I've always, I've always been decent. Um, like, I went to uh, the Halo 4 championship here in here in Austin. And uh, Ghosty Ami was there. I got to meet him and a couple other people. And they were like, okay, we're going to do teams of six, I think. And I came up, and then next thing I know, this dude got 50 points and just, like, ended the match for everybody. And I'm like, oh, I got, like, 17. And then the guy, like, a couple above me got, like, 19. And that was the cutoff. They are like, okay, we're only going to take, like, three of you. I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> and that was the end of my competition. But it's fun. Your I mean, I play- hmm? It was, like, your competition. It's like, man. Was that just, like, 
battle, like, you know, free-for-all, or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, six six all fighting each other. Six all. Yeah. Um, it was cool. I mean, I had fun. Uh, you got to watch the ending. I think the uh, <laughs> the guy who won won, like, a, I think it was a Dodge Raptor or something like that, like the Halo edition. And... <laughs> He also won a um, a 720p briefcase that has the, the screen in it. You know, you can put your Xbox in. Yeah. It said, like, USNC on there. Uh, and it was, like, the same guy who had won the uh, the championship. For, it was, like, you can't make it to the, to the local championship. That's fine. You can play online. And I remember, like, we were, like, oh, we're doing this. Fuck school. Fuck everything else. We're going in. And we got nowhere near close to, like, top 100 at all. Like, these people were just, I don't know, man. Some people just know how to maximize their in-game time and just make points like a motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just putting in the hours. Yeah, but I feel like there's always, um, it's like a point where you, uh, you're not progressing anywhere close to fast as you used to. You know, like, you've learned enough to be competent at the game but unless you like rocket league man like yeah okay you can do a couple aerials that's fine but can you do ceiling shots you know like can you do a flip reset you know can can you balance the the ball on your nose with a limited boost you know um i mean they're just mechanics and and video games that you're either training every single day or you're just gifted at and you know i mean what like kobe said like People don't see the work that goes on in the dark or something similar to that. Like, you know, they only see what happens on game day. So, yeah, I yeah. think you're right. You just got to put in. It's not just hours, though. It's it's direction, too. You know, I think with any skill, you got to have direction. I mean, you can sit there and try and learn Spanish. But, like, if you're not learning practical, you know, sentence structure or how to conjugate correctly, you're still going to be terrible at it. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah, like, like I said, man, it's just. It's those three aspects that are just really important. You ever think about going back into it? Maybe like, you know, something new. Halo? Anything. I mean, yeah, they get the new stuff, right? They get the updated versions. No, no, no. I'm too old to do anything like Halo-wise. My reflexes are definitely not what they used to be. I've looked at how my reflexes have gone down uh, with my hand-eye coordination, like holding controller, firing, resetting, doing stuff like that. It's definitely not what it used to be. Really? You think it declines that fast? Um, like, being good, like, being a pro, you're probably looking anywhere from, like, 14 up to maybe 25, 26. You can push it. You can definitely push the envelope when you're older. But, I mean, take a look at Ninja. Like, he's good when he plays Fortnite, but if you take him, like, to the, some of the best in the world, he's not. He's mm. not a, he's not in like the top fifty. No, I get what you're saying. There was like a sixteen year old who was like one of the best Rocket League players. Yeah, and then exactly. Like, I think uh, Squishy was like, Yeah, I'm getting old and he's like, Yeah, I'm like twenty two. I'm like, fuck, that's old. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's other games you can also play when you're still old and still like, try and be good. It's like Like Backgammon. Uh, backgammon and checkers, right? Get the f- <laughs> <laughs> No, a, little bit of, a little bridge. I mean, you can 
play things like League of Legends, um, you could be old like the. Let me see here. What was his name? Elimination. No clue. Elimination from. Yeah, he's 29 years old. He just retired. But he was one of the best League of Legends players. The oldest League player. You said he was 45? No, he's uh, 29. Oh, 29, okay. Yeah, he was currently the oldest League of Legends player. At 29 years old. Jeez. But that's like a, a pro game you can play when you're old. But I don't know if anything like past that. I don't know if anybody passed like thirty. Mm. That yeah. That's sad. <laughs> oh, while you're looking at your life, like fuck, I'm almost twenty nine. Oh, I'm thirty. <laughs> no, I mean I'm I'm not looking to pick up the sticks and make a career of it, but uh, that's that's strange. I. Man, that feels like a mental game. I think, like, it, the reason that... I think as you get older, your... Uh, you know, your tastes change or your, your timetables change. I mean, you can't just, like, you know, dump so much time into a game and uh, your friend group isn't all about that game. So, I mean, you know, if you're in class and you're watching headshot compilations and then you're on lunch and you sneak over to the library and play a couple matches, like... Sure, you're gonna maintain that that top tier stuff, you know. But I mean, you know, you got a family or something. Like, <laughs> unless your family is all about that life, <laughs> you know, you got wifey driving the car and you're you're playing Call of Duty Mobile on your phone. I don't think it's possible. <laughs> but yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, I think that's a that's a good little stopping point. It's uh, hour twenty five in. Um. I'd definitely love to have you and the the rest of your uh, your goon squad on, uh, Mr. Dan and all them. My goon squad. Yeah, man. Yeah, y'all roll deep, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, if the uh, I don't know if you want them to, but if the audience uh, wants to ask you anything or find you at all, uh, any information for them, any any way to contact you? Uh, you know, just do Q and A with you, and I could respond back. Okay, yeah, just leave a comment or something. We'll find a way to answer it. That's fair. Tell me how terrible I sounded. Let me know if I should go to another trash can. You know, good ones have goody mics. Oh, last thing. I was actually just ordered a uh, XLR mic cable with a USB. Um, Realized after it came in that that doesn't work. My XLR mic uh, will not function properly because it's not routed through the... uh, through a right converter. It's just too strong. Oh, and shit. And the power connection's too weak. I'm like, shit. <laughs> I was like, why is there any audio coming out? Oh, that's why, after I looked it up. It was so dumb. So dumb. At least Amazon has uh, free returns or whatever. Yeah, I'll keep it around. It's, you know, it's something. I might use it later on when I don't have, like, a very strong mic like I currently do. <laughs> well, any, uh, any words of wisdom for the Weird Austin fans? Uh, don't kill people? Oh no. Great advice. <laughs> That's some good advice, right? 